It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This Saturday morning, we are out and about. Michelle Bodkin across from me, Jake Hatch here. Michelle, we are at Murdoch Chevrolet up here in Woods Cross. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, well, we're just having fun. That's the biggest thing about this. And the one thing about the Murdochs, I've worked in radio. This is I just had somebody ask me actually last night doing high school football, how long I've been doing radio for. I was like, I had to total up, I think, 14 years. Like, oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. But Murdoch's been along for the ride the entire way. So uh, excited to be here all the same. But uh, let's start off today's show and get your highlight of the week. Ooh, my highlight of the week. You know what? It was probably actually kind of last Saturday. Okay. Um, I had a friend in town. He scouts now for the NFL. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, he... Uh, he he scouts for the NFL. I won't say which NFL team, okay. um, but he he worked with me with the Stallions. Uh, and the last time I saw him was actually in Mobile a couple years ago All right. for for the Senior Bowl. Haven't seen him in a couple of years. This was actually his first time back in Salt Lake since the Stallions died. But we went in. Really? Yeah, we went and grabbed some drinks. He now he now has this area, so he'll be around a little bit more. Okay. I'll get to see him a little through the fall, so that'll be really fun. But yeah, just got got some drinks. Went went to the Green Pig. Enjoyed the ah. view on the rooftop bar. Uh, and caught up, caught up on life, and it was really great. So I love it when I can catch up with some of my stallion people, and, and it was a good time and kind of ironic that it came on the weekend that the Pac-12 died. Oh, I was gonna, well, it's not dead yet, but it's pretty it's, dead. Yeah, it's pretty it's dead. pretty dead. No, no doubt about that. Uh, highlight of my week, real easy. High school football is back. I was on the call last night, uh, Timpanogos and Jordan. Uh, 92 points scored between the two teams. We had a we had a lot of points scored. Uh, Timpanogos looks really, really good. It was fun to be back on the grind, as I like to call it, calling mm-hmm. high school football. But it's it pretty fun to, to just be hanging out and doing everything we're doing out here. And I just... I, I don't know. High school football, it feels like it starts earlier and earlier every year, but nonetheless, it's still a ton of fun. I know. I Like when someone said, oh, yeah, high school, I'm like, but it's the beginning of August. <laughs> so they, they did move it up another week because of the – now they have an extended round of playoffs because the RPI ranking system mm-hmm. in Utah high school football. So they actually have an extra week of playoffs. Well, to accommodate that – 
they push it earlier. You have to start yeah. earlier. So, nonetheless, uh, fun all the same. Uh, there's a kid out there playing for Timonogos. You'll probably want to keep an eye on. His name is Luke Livingston. Uh, very good football player. Uh, he's been a dynamic receiver, but they've had issues at quarterback last season and this season. And uh, he's actually started at quarterback both games I've called of his the past two years, even though he's a pretty prolific wide receiver and looked pretty good at quarterback, all things considered. Well, you know what? We we like hearing guys that can or hearing hearing up or hearing about yeah. guys that can kind of step in and carry some weight for their team sure. where wherever they're asked to do so. So that's really cool. Oh, and that, that so that that was the fun part. Uh, of course, we had game night live up at Farmington, if I recall correctly. I, I think that's correct. Lehigh yes. Farmington last night, and it's back. Uh, games across the state. Uh, I I actually got done with my game last night. Got in the car, turned on our station. Uh, there were Dusty and Jeff Hansen doing their recap of everything okay. going on. It's just, it's really a fun time of year. It means football's actually back. By the way, I can't tell you, Michelle, how fun it was to actually, you know watch actual football happening i know i know you you know what i think i might try and catch some of the nfl games this weekend for for that very reason because i i'm not quite as involved on the high school front um i'm more get you more involved if you want i'm I'm just saying i I, I feel like i'm busy enough (laughs) but uh you know you'll you'll probably see me on the sideline on friday night live at some point Uh, i'm i'm kind of mary loses fill in uh when she needs so we'll we'll see what happens this year yeah We'll see what happens. Uh, Sarah producing back for us in our home studios there in Salt Lake City at Triad Center. Sarah, what was the highlight of your week? Um, Probably just wedding planning. I'm just working uh, on getting yeah. things all organized. I have my bachelorette party that's going to come up in, like, October, and so I okay. sent out invites for that. But, yeah, that's probably it. Hold on. You sent out invites? Isn't that supposed to be something that you're not even supposed to be worried about? It's my sister, but my sister doesn't oh, know, okay. like – have all of my friends' numbers, so I just made. She made yeah. an invite okay. for me, and then I just made a group text and put them all in it. Okay, well, I mean that's easy enough. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, if you're having to plan your own, that's a little, a little unorthodox, as they say. But nonetheless, that's fun. <laughs> How, hey Sarah, here's the thing: wedding planning. I I vividly remember going through it with my wife, and this goes back almost ten years now. But I just remember I'm like. This is just ridiculous. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I got we. Got, I'm just going through. I'm like. This ain't that big of a deal, but it was like the biggest deal in the moment. What's your reaction to a lot of this, Sarah? Yeah, I try really hard to not, like, make everything, every detail the end of the world. If something doesn't work out, I try really hard to be like, it's okay. Let's find, like, a different solution. So I'm not, I'm not I don't want to be a bridezilla. I'm trying my hardest not to be. And my family, <laughs> this isn't their first rodeo. So sure. that helps is because they have already, they know all the details and ins and outs to mm-hmm. planning a wedding. So it does help a lot. That does help big time. That, that There's no doubt about that. If it was like the first time, they can get real hairy real quick. There's no doubt about that. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we got plenty uh, to talk about ahead on today's show. I'm uh, going to talk a lot about what's going on uh, in conference realignment. still ongoing because Michelle referred to last week we did this show. It was literally – we hadn't even been 24 hours yeah. since all the movement. Uh, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State making moves to the Pac-12. Michigan uh, – not Michigan – Oregon and Washington joining Michigan in the Big Ten. <laughs> that was a nice save there, right? Well, and you actually said joining the Pac-12. Oh, <laughs> it's the Big 12. <laughs> See? We're you all... know, there's lots of numbers oh, and letters, gosh. and need... none of them make sense with what's yeah. going on anymore. They need to rebrand their conferences. Yeah. But let's get into it. Let's get to what's the big deal. <laughs> do you know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. 
I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. I'm very happy for you. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> All right, Michelle. So, yeah, it is one week removed from, I guess some people call it the demise of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. We still have four teams uh, sitting in the conference trying to kind of plot their next move. But the rest of the co- schools, they have new- joined new conference homes. Obviously, Utah is a member of the Big 12. So I, I kind of want to talk with you as the Utah Utes insider for KSLSports.com. Mm-hmm. A week removed from all of that going down, mm-hmm. have your feelings at all morphed, changed, whatever? No. Okay. Um. No. I. It's. It's. I mean. It's. It's just. And it's probably because I do have that like background of just what it felt like. Yeah. It's just. It's not. That's not ever going to change for me. Um. But there. There's going. I was kind of talking about this on Jake and Jake and Ben the other day. Mm-hmm. You know. There. There's a point where you. You kind of move on and you start finding the joy in, in the new situation and it's fun and it's great and you have all these yeah. awesome moments and it's exciting, but you'll still have days where you kind of look back and you're like, man, what could have been? <laughs> yeah. Like what could have been? Or, you know, gosh, I miss interacting with these sure. people. And, and it's not a knock or, or like a, it, it doesn't mean that the other thing isn't good. It's just, it's it, when something ends so suddenly like that and, and kind of gets ripped out from under you, it, it, I just think it allows for things to just kind of linger. And so you always, I think you always kind of end up having those thoughts. And uh, I, I mean, obviously I'm pseudo- involved with the Pac-12 um just because I cover Utah Utah's in the conference Mm -hmm. that sort of thing um so it's a tad different for me but there's still a little bit of that feeling too and I'm sure that's always going to be there where it's like dang like what would what would have been if you know just one move had fallen you know the right way for them uh but I I mean there there's plenty to be excited about with the Big 12 too and and I mean, right now I'm not really thinking about that too much. Like, I've got too much to think about with, you know, this current season and the Pac-12. And No, you're kidding, right? No, seriously. <laughs> um, but, but you know, once that kind of cools down and I can start to, like, move, move my line of thinking over, like, I know there's going to be a lot to be excited about. I will say the one thing that, like, really excites me is the possibility of traveling to West Virginia. Of all that, of that, all of them, I, so, so, I think so Ray, like, Ray Anderson said, "I'm not I'm not going to Morgantown." I, know, I had to issue I know. an apology for that comment, <laughs> by the way. But you, on the other hand, you're looking forward to going to Morgantown. I just think it looks so pretty. It does. Like yeah. it, out of all the ven- and that's kind of my thing, and I think that's kind of why I really love because all the venues are really pretty in the Pac-12, and I sure. mean that's not the end all be all, but. I'm a person like, I mean, look, look where we live, look where we grow. So like, I just get really drawn into very scenic, pretty places. And of all the venues, that one looks like it fits the bill the best. So I'm just really excited to see that venue. Um, I'm sure like, you know, once I kind of start diving into people's histories and stuff, there will be other places that I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. Like they have a cool tradition that I didn't know about that I want to see, or the fans are just super into it, or the tailgate has something cool. But like, uh, uh, as far as, you know, what I know about the conference now, that, 
that's the one I have circled. I want to, I want to go to Morgantown. So, okay, I like that. Well, here's the thing. I, so I went to Big 12 Media Days and had a chance to catch up with some people down there. I was talking with a Kansas State radio station, and they were talking about they were super excited to come out to Utah. Cause they yeah, talk, exactly, same thing. Because scenic locations. And they told me, like, this is going back and forth, like, Jake, I know you're from Utah. You need to get yourself to West Virginia. They said essentially in their minds – Utah, because they had been to a game. Man, one of the guys was saying that he'd come out for. Remember what? It was. It was a game randomly. He said he was in Salt Lake City. Went to a game. He said it was absolutely incredible. He said the mm-hmm. only thing I'd, I'd seen in the Big Twelve that matched that was Morgantown. He said Morgantown setting the Appalachians out there. He said it's just it's a very different look, but at the same time, he's like, it's like really scenic. Mm-hmm. He said you being a Utah boy is what he called me. He, yeah. he said you really enjoy going there trying to kind of see the I guess the opposite side of the country but a similar yeah. circumstance. Yeah. Well and I think we talked last week about how I'm probably going to absolutely murder them and make fun of them for their cute hills. <laughs> but like I still want to see them and I'm, yeah. I'm sure I will still be absolutely taken by the look. Well, sure, and I think all of us will be because it's, it's it's a kind of just a new era mm-hmm. for for all parties because BYU's not even started playing the conference, right. so it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to that. But Utah obviously is going to be going through it in their own right. So mm-hmm. I, I want to transition a little bit here because Stanford and Cal are still members of what is the Pac Four. Yeah, I don't technically still have the Pac Twelve name, but there's four schools left. Now, they've been talking with the ACC. That's kind of been the mm-hmm. big story this week is the ACC is considering expansion potentially. I don't know how they're going to do it because they have to open up their media rights to potentially yeah. add the two. But the thing is, the reports say that uh, there are four ACC, ACC schools who are opposed to adding Cal and Stanford, uh, those being Florida State, North Carolina, Clemson, and NC State. They need 12 of the 15 members of the ACC, including Notre Dame, who has mm-hmm. advocated for it apparently, to, to, be able, to allow this to happen. Here's the thing, Michelle. So I, I hear that Florida State, North Carolina, Clemson, those three being opposed don't surprise me. Yeah. They're three of the ones that want to leave. Yeah, they, they want out. They want to go to the SEC. They want to jump in the Big Ten. They want to cash in. I've got to be thinking, like, why would you guys be opposed to this? Because if it opens up even a crack in that those grant of rights where yeah. you could bolt, why wouldn't you vote for it? And maybe it's just simply not capable of doing that. Yeah, you know, it- that's like another place where I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, the legalese, like I'm just going off of what you all are telling yeah. me. And like, I am not an expert on this by any means, but yeah, it, it is an interesting thought that, you know, there, there is this knowledge. We all kind of know that these, these teams, these mm-hmm. schools, they want out. And if it opens up the possibility to do that, why wouldn't you do that? You know, say, yeah, totally in. Yeah. But at the, I thought there was an, I just kind of mindlessly scrolling. So yesterday was my day off. Yeah. And it actually was a day off. Good. Yay me. Yeah, we like um, that. We, like that. We, we love that because that, encur- that didn't happen last yes, week. Yes, we, we encourage this. <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, but just like mindlessly scrolling through Twitter and stuff, uh-huh. I stumbled upon some, I don't remember if it was an article or a tweet. I don't really remember where I read it. Okay. Um, but somebody made the juxtaposition of, a similar thing happened with the Pac-12 where, you know, they they were voting on looking into potentially adding some of the better name brand schools in the Big 12 sure. to shore themselves up. And the two big brands in the Pac-12 didn't, they were the ones that shot that down, UCLA and USC. Well, what did they end up doing? They, they were out the door a year later. So it's kind of like... years, 10 months. So it's kind of like, what... 
what do you guys have up your sleeves too? Well, like, there's there's the talk about Florida State potentially partnering with a private equity firm because they're there are estimates that if you want to do this, if they, if, if Florida State wants to jailbreak themselves, mm-hmm. it may cost them upwards of three hundred million dollars to do it, <laughs> which is just <laughs> it's just an insane number for 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 one individual college yeah. to do that. It's just an insane number. I know that these media rights deals are in the billions, but yeah. for one college to extricate itself costing that much. I can oh, see boy. why they're looking into a private equity firm potentially to, to fund something like that. Yeah. But the, I'm with you on this because you're right. This, the situation was that Carolyn Fult, most notably, who's mm-hmm. USC's president, told the Pac-12, nah, we don't want to expand. Don't do it. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we don't need to do we're this. Good. And then, yeah, <laughs> 10 months later, them and UCLA are bolting out the door heading to the Big Ten. So, yeah, to your point. It feels like it's a similar situation because the power brands in the ACC are Clemson and Florida State. Miami's in that mix, too. North Carolina, because North Carolina's got the basketball side of things mm-hmm. as well as their academics. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, They're attractive in that they, regard. They have, they have some cachet. And Mac Brown's done a decent job with that football program. Oh, yeah. No, he's turning them around. So, yeah, you're right. The the, the, the Juxtaposition was a great word, by the way. Thank you. It's just writer. Yeah, hey, it works. But <laughs> but because you're right, the the situation seemed similar. Yeah. But it feels like to me a little different because the grant of rights here for the ACC have them locked up till 2036. Oh, yeah. oh those grant of rights, nasty. Because everybody says that it's just it, there's no way there's like it, it, I've had multiple people. We had Brett McMurphy on with DJ and PK. We've heard it from Dennis Dodd. We've heard it from I think John Canzano may have mentioned it on air. He said if anybody could have gotten themselves out of that, they probably would have done it by now. Right. I think right. it's a little different because the pack tolls weren't necessarily as stringent. And Mm-mm. I think that they saw that, the, hey, the end of that media rights still is far closer. And that may just be a little different in the circumstances. But still at the same time, why is a power brand voting against adding these schools? Yeah. The travel or do you have, like, yeah, like to your point, they got a plan. Yeah. Do you, do you know something that the rest of us are just waiting to find out? Because uh, that sure happened with the Pac-12. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> now, on, on the Pac front, on the the four schools remaining, they have hired Oliver Luck mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant here. He is the... He's the executive. They call him executive director. I, so I was down at Big Twelve Media Day. They actually had what they're calling the now U, UAC, the United Athletic Conference Media Days mm-hmm. in Dallas. It combines the WAC and the ASUN together, which has Southern okay. Utah and Utah Tech in it. So I just happened to be in town. So I went over and heard Oliver Luck talking. He's the executive director of that new merger of that conference. Interesting. Okay. So, so he's he's a guy that was in the running to replace uh, mm-hmm. Larry Scott with the Pac-12. He's got experience at the athletic director level at college. He was a star quarterback. He's played in the NFL. He's been a conference commissioner. He's worked for the NCAA. He's worked at every level Mm -hmm. of this sport. I actually think this is a really savvy hire for the Pac-12 to bring him in as a consultant to at least examine what their options are. Because if you're Washington State, Oregon State, in particular those two, you've got to be just looking and saying, okay, what what options do we have? Right. What the heck do we do? Because it doesn't look like you have many on on the surface. But if it, it, this is a guy speaking of Oliver Luck to me, and John Canzano, I think is the one that broke the news. I, I'm fairly certain. I, I think he was. He, yeah. he wrote the story saying that he'd been hired as a consultant. I think that they bring him in, and essentially, I would if I'm if I'm those four schools, I'd lay everything out on the table and say, here are our, here's what we got. Here are our assets. Mm-hmm. Help us figure out what we can do. Can we, as Kanzano pointed out, could you use some of your reserve funds to buy out some right. Mountain West teams and bring them in San Diego State, et cetera? Can you, but 
what would you like from your perspective? What would you like to see these programs do? I, I, I mean, it's so tough, so so tough. I, I think the thing that honestly, at least with my dumb dumb brain, that again, <laughs> do, like doesn't do contracts. I'm not a sure, lawyer. Yeah. You know, my my understanding of this has gone better, obviously, mm-hmm. from from having, but like it's still nowhere near. You know, being think, like expert level. Yeah, we're, we work in the media. We don't. Yeah, we're not being de- paid. The definitely the don't fees. don't hire me to try and be Oliver Luck for you. It yeah. won't go well. But yeah. like, I mean, just surface level. You know, seeing what's out there. I think really their best option is probably to like merge with the Mountain West Conference. On the surface, it seems on like the, on the surface because yeah. uh, I just don't know that you have the funds to buy anybody do do a ton of buyouts to bring people into your brand mm-hmm. um and and i guess the other one would potentially be like the acc is also kind of interested yeah. i think i think you have to look at it's sad and it sucks that it, it has to be this way but it kind of looks like you have to give up the pac-12 brand at least on the surface to me which no, sucks, knowing what I know, because it's such a it's such it's, a power like it's just in terms of branding, it's a power brand. It's a power there. brand. Yeah, but I mean, I I just unless you have money stashed away, hidden somewhere, like stuffed down and down your shirt, that, or and like, you know, we're talking like multiple in your versions socks. of thirty four million dollars. That's the thing. Yeah, about this. I just I I don't see how it's pot, and especially again too, as as has been pointed out, you don't have a media deal either. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Where are you going to find the money to be able to buy people out in order to bring them into your mix? I think you have to join someone else's mix. Yeah, I just you're right, and that's the thing about this. And the one thing about the ACC deal is, if anybody's leaving for next year, so it'd be by 2024, they have until this coming Tuesday to make that announcement. Yeah. So that's the interesting part. You have some of these deadlines popping up here of, of if you want to do this, you got to be done by. And it just it, it seems curious to me that. The the pack four and it's such sound weird to say that I but know. but they're they're going to try and strategize what they want to do but I'm with you unless you have a massive reserve fund somewhere like Oregon State has been stockpiling money for decades right it just doesn't seem like you're going to be doing much else other than going to Gloria Navarez and the Mountain West and saying okay can we essentially take your twelve us four Jam the 16 together. The other thing about this is it sounds like that Oregon, not Oregon, excuse me, Stanford and Cal have little to no interest in putting all of their sports in the Mountain West. Could, could they do what Hawaii does? Hawaii plays all their other sports in the Big West, whereas they play just football in the Mountain West. And Navarra's when she was asked about it, she said, we have precedent for doing that in this conference. Right. I mean, I, I don't see why not, especially maybe Stanford. Um, it seems that way. I, I mean, when you have a billion-dollar endowment, you can kind of do what you want. Somebody said it was thirty-seven billion. Whatever. Yeah, but they, they have. <laughs> they, they are the they are the richest school based on what I understand outside of the Ivy League. Like, yeah. They just they've got they, gobs got, and gobs of money in in their so they they could I, figure out something it feels like. I mean, other than the fact that their football brand is just hot garbage it's, for the most it's part, really down. Yeah, and. Uh, and it never got the support even when it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, they could go independent. Yeah. I, but 
I, I don't know that they do because, again, there's just not the interest there is sure. the problem. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a waste of money. But, I, you know, I think Stanford especially is in a place where, yeah, join, join for football and maybe send your other sports elsewhere. I don't know about Cal because on the opposite end, their money situation, not great. So we had Jeff Ferrato who writes for, does Cal Sports Report. He's been a longtime writer. And he came on to JMPK. This was on Thursday. And he painted a fairly bleak picture for the Cal Bears. I, oh, I've got Cal! Cal is in a hot mess because he said that they've got they have the debt servicing currently on their stadium mm-hmm. that they pay. I think it's the number is sixteen million dollars in interest alone. Michelle. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's annually. That's that's sixteen million a year on top of like three hundred million dollars for the actual retrofit that they did. Yeah, it, it's built on a fault line. <laughs> right, right. So it's just it's it's not in, you know. So but, well, when you make poor building decisions, this is what you're dealt. And this stadium apparently was built in the 20s on that fault line. Who have you ever been to that stadium? I have not. I've only ever it's seen pictures of it. Beautiful. So I actually, my grandfather is a Cal. He got his master's degree from Cal. Oh no, kidding! I've never actually been there. I need to go see it one day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. It like it's like nestled up in a hill, and there's these homes that sit up top. Correct. And I'm like, yeah. how would it be to have that house and just like. Peek I, down. I look at certain things like with the Rose Bowl, like the house is built around right. that. I'm just like, man, what a life. What a life. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, yeah, interesting stuff. I want to I want to dig into a couple of other things on this. We'll hit that on the other side of this break. But I want to welcome in uh, our friend, Lindsay. Uh, you are the sales manager here at Murdoch Chevrolet. Uh, we had Unrivaled out here yesterday talking with you about a lot of the stuff going on. But this location, I don't think anybody can miss it. If you're driving on I-15, you guys are pop-up. Right when you're essentially around the bend north of Salt Lake City. Hello, Murdochs. Yeah, we're, we're uh, easy to get to right off of Wildcat Way right next to Woods Cross High School. Very easy to get to. We always, if people interested in vehicles and stuff, we'll send out address as well. Yeah, no doubt about sure they get there. Yeah, so in terms of what you guys got going on right now, everybody obviously looking for vehicles. It feels like it's just a constant thing. Like you, if you don't think you're looking for a vehicle, you probably need to be on the lookout for one. But what do you guys have going on right now here at Murdoch? Well, we've got uh, up to seven thousand dollars off on a fifteen hundred. If you're if you're in the market for a, a fifteen hundred half ton Silverado, you can get up to seven thousand dollars off. Nice. We've got one of the largest um, used car markets we've ever had, and very high-end vehicles as well you're looking for a vehicle that uh, kid going off to college or something we've got those i mean within our entire organization we've got plenty of uh, vehicles that uh, we can show you now's a good time to come and take a look now uh Murdoch Chevrolet is part of the sponsorship deal for DJ and PK, the show that I produce on a daily basis. You guys are one of our title sponsors. We talk about it all the time. 97 years in business. Like, so what else you guys – so it's the 97th anniversary sales event going on right now, correct? Correct. So almost 100 years in, of history here along the Wasatch Front. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You, you, you certainly want to pride yourselves knowing that uh, at some point you think you got it right. When you're close to 100 years. Sure, yeah. You've been doing something. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, our, our uh, motto is when you walk through doors, you feel like family. And, and, and we truly like to believe that, mm-hmm. like to treat people like that. And one of the things that we like about here is we're a family ourselves. I mean, we, we spend as much time, if not more, with the people here than sure. we do with our own family. So. 
Well, knowing what I know of the Murdoch family, they, they they truly do. They want to make sure everybody f- like feels like family. And I, you've heard everybody's heard that tagline for years. I grew up in this state. Trust me, I've been hearing about the Murdochs from the time I was a little tyke listening to the radio, and now I do it for on a professional basis. So it's really fun. Uh, we'll talk with you, with you throughout the rest of the show. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about in terms of the used car market right now, uh, interest rates. Everybody's kind of worried about that. You guys can help them take care of that situation as well. Is that right? Absolutely. We deal with we deal with well over forty five different credit unions yeah. and banks we we always can get the best interest rate that that people are looking for and stuff so i uh, we always tell people don't be concerned about interest rates right now they always fluctuate they, they always go up and down <laughs> and stuff so now's a really good time to come in take a look at the used car market look at the the new car inventory we have the trucks and stuff a lot of hd so now's a good time to come down and take a look at what we got especially with the anniversary sale yeah absolutely all right Lindsay, give them the address one more time real quick it's uh, 2375 north 6 west right next to woodscross high school can't miss it <laughs> yeah you you really can't miss it you cannot miss it so. all right well Lindsay, thanks for stopping by we'll talk with you throughout the rest of the show all right all right thank you all right more in a moment this is the saturday show right here on 97.5 fm the ksl sports zone A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. To the Saturday show here on 97.5 FMD KSL Sports. So, Michelle Bodkin, Jay Catch, and Sarah, I'm actually almost disappointed we're not getting country today because I know you're a big country fan. What's the inspiration for today's bump back music? Yeah, see, I wanted to switch it up. I oh, okay. um, was, I don't know, I listened to a random like playlist this morning at the gym. And this song was on it, and I was like, "This is." I was like jogging on the treadmill, and I was like, "This is kind of fun." So that inspired okay. it. That's so funny. I just barely watched on Netflix a documentary on Studio Fifty Four. So uh, I've been really feeling the disco I'm lately. Sure, you have. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> Michelle and I are always on the same page. I swear, we are on the same it page. Does, yeah. We're we're like the same person ten years removed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting kind of weird. Like you guys like have like the same thing. Like, oh hey there. I'm like, what in the world is happening here? But nonetheless, fun stuff all the same. Uh, we are live today at Murdoch Chevrolet up here in Woods Cross. You can't miss it. Just off the freeway next to Woods Cross High School. Um, the last time I was inside Woods Cross High School, Michelle, it's been years. I was in a knowledge bowl way back in my high school days. Nerd, Nerd alert, yes. 
<laughs> That's okay. I can't speak. I was, uh, I too was a nerd. Was la- Major right, nerd. The last time I was in, I think it was ninth grade, I think, because I was here oh, for man. Knowledge Bowl. We ended up winning it. No big deal. But hey. hey. But still, I, it's literally the last time I've been, I've been inside Woods Cross High School. So it's been a minute. I don't think I've ever been inside Woods Cross High School. So. All right. Fair enough. But, but yeah, I, I did the nerdy AP thing. So, I did plenty of that myself. Yeah, yeah. Did it benefit me as much as they said it was going to in high school? No. Oh, I was going to say, it actually helped me it, out it helped, quite it a bit. It helped in certain circumstances. Here's the thing about it. So most people know I went to BYU. Mm-hmm. BYU picks and chooses which credits they accept. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> so. I, I was lucky. I actually was like a second semester sophomore as nice. a freshman. Hey, so, well done. And I probably could have graduated. I graduated in three years. I probably okay. could have graduated in two years if the counselors had not given me bad advice. Ah, hey, there you go. You know, <laughs> the ones that get paid to tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Up. Yeah. No, I got, I was told to take some anthropology classes and I was like, okay, cool. Cause it counts, it like double counts for something. They didn't tell me specifically which one. So I'm sitting there thinking <laughs> I could take any anthropology class yeah. and it would count for that. Okay. And then later they came back. Oh, well, no, you didn't take the right one. I was like, you know what? That would have been great information to have. Thanks for not elaborating. Let's talk about this some more. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I guess well, it's not awesome. And with regards to like, just because you're like, you couldn't, have, you know, and, like just looked at the paper and said, "Hey, you should probably look at this." Yeah. Seri- <laughs> oh man, but I think I think they get paid to do that though to make sure that they get that tuition money. Go so. On. You know, it's a racket. It, that's my con- see. I love conspiracy theories. That is a conspiracy theory of mine. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some ideas on that front, just based on my interactions with my own college counselors over the years. There's no doubt about that. All right, uh, let's dive back in here. And Michelle, we were talking a lot about what kind of the path forward here for the Pac-4 and how things are looking. Now, Ian Furness, uh, mm-hmm. he does uh, works for KJR Radio in Seattle. Also does uh, Fox. Th- funny enough. Uh, Fox 13 here in Utah is, is, is a TV channel. Mm-hmm. They also have Fox 13 in Seattle, who he also works for in TV. He does TV sports up okay. there as well. Uh, he is obviously a longtime radio guy here in the market. was one of the big uh, influences on putting DJ and PK together 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy that is still very well connected to this state. He joined DJ and PK earlier this week, and he had a very interesting take. I want to I listen to the entire. There was an exchange here between DJ and PK and Ian Furness about uh, BYU and why he thinks the Cougars may have been a key in keeping the pack together. Hit it, Sarah. I miss the, the, the back and forth with BYU fans. Uh, arguably the most passionate fan base in, in the country, period, end of story. And I've said this before, and I truly believe it. And I said this like two I was bringing this up two, three years ago. Uh, when there was problems with the conference, you kind of start seeing the rumblings. This conference dropped the ball by not bringing BYU into it, and 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 it cost them the conference. Uh, I think if you had BYU on board uh, and they didn't go to the Big 12 and you had that national brand, I think we're in a different place as well. Uh, but the fact that they this conference, again, wanted to say, oh, well, it's academics and this and research university and all the other nonsense that they kept spewing <laughs> out uh, – BYU, I think, would have been a ticket to to help save this conference, and I don't think we'd be in this situation. There's a lot of mistakes made along the way, but looking down your nose at Brigham Young University, uh, which is a good school, and last I checked, really hard to get into. Like, there's some standards there that have to be met, not just in terms of, you know, you can't 
you know, have parties and smoke and drink and, you know, do all the things the rest of us did. But, no, uh, there's actual standards academically to get in. Uh, and the fact that BYU went to the big damn 12, that's embarrassing. You should have had that national brand in your in your backyard, on your roster, uh, and and the fact that they didn't, that's that's one of the reasons, one of the many, many reasons. But I think it's a big one. I think that was a colossal mistake by this conference. And I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that as much as it pains me to say that we need a BYU. Yeah, and I always thought it was hypocritical. They didn't want them in, but they had no problem scheduling them knowing that attendance would spike. Yep. Uh, it, it, you know, the dumbest thing about it is, and, and this is this is part of the thing that just kind of is, is maddening, guys, is that when you look at, you know, national brands or television markets, right, uh, Wazoo falls in this category. Like Washington State is in Pullman in eastern Washington, and yeah, I hear people, oh, it's just a small market school. Th- their television, they're, the vast majority, it's probably like Utah State, I would assume, uh, mm-hmm. But probably yeah. more so because Utah, Utah State's number three in the state. But I get that, you know. I mean, but the majority of the, of the alums and fans are on the west side of the state in, in Washington in media market twelve. And if you look at the actual television ratings, uh, I think Washington State ranks in the top twenty, maybe the top ten in terms of uh, TV ratings over the last few years. So, like to ignore the Seattle market is one thing, and the same thing happened with BYU. It's you know, Notre Dame gets this great, oh, the national brand. Listen, man, I grew up Catholic, saw the light, went, went Catholic light to Episcopal, but I know the Catholic Church, 12 years of it. None of us were Notre Dame fans. Everyone who's LDS seems to be a, a BYU fan. There's a massive difference. Like, BYU is a national brand. They go and, you know, every stake, ward, whatever you guys call it, is rolling out the carpet and they're going to those games. That doesn't happen. Catholics don't go follow Notre Dame around the country. But but LDS fans do with BYU. It's a national brand, and no one saw that except for the Big Twelve and your mark. Like, come on, how dumb is that? There you go, Ian Furness. And okay, let me say one thing: not all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints are fans of BYU. There's no. plenty of them that are big <laughs> Utah fans, but, or something else entirely. Sure, but to his point, though. They do draw in terms of you know, these Pac-12 schools. There are a lot of blue-clad fans in, in the stands. And that's his point, bigger point, is that this could have been a brand that could have helped in many ways uh, bolster what the Pac-12 had going on. Now, Michelle, do you think in your mind that would have changed anything for the Pac-12? That's a tough one. I, I, don't, I still don't know that it would have necessarily – I don't – I think hindsight, it wouldn't have hurt. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if it would have changed anything ultimately. Um, but but I think it certainly can be pointed to as a mistake and, and not just with BYU. I think there were a couple of other schools that someone had listed that, you know, there there was some talks about, well, let's expand, let's, mm-hmm. let's broaden our roster, so to speak. Sure. And the academic thing came up and it's I get it yeah but at the same time like I think this is a matter of where have some awareness about what's going on on the other part of you know what what this thing is you know it's athletics it ain't academics here like exactly exactly and so I think yeah like I I think there's ways you could have been a little more flexible on that sure that that maybe maybe could have helped you. I'm not willing to say it would have because I I just think the networks 
wanted wanted specific things mm-hmm. uh, and they were going to get it come hell or high water. Uh, and I, I don't know that, you know, a BYU or whoever else they could have added would have necessarily saved that. But it also couldn't have hurt you. Sure. PK's, PK made the best point I have heard on this earlier this week. I mean, so I think make him actually yesterday. And I, I know I refer to that show all the time. But it's what I work on daily, and I, I hear him talk about it. He pointed this out, Michelle. If this was strictly an academic thing, like if academics were the end-all, be-all on this, mm-hmm. how in the world is Stanford being left out? Yeah. Like That's true. <laughs> I mean, it is true. And Cal at the same time, because Cal may be the most prestigious public in terms of like public mm-hmm. school in terms of academics. That if it was strictly academics was the reason why you were being left out, those two schools would be front and center in all of this. Right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, but I mean, and and that's kind of I mean it's true because you look at the athletic and and that's where where neither of those schools are excelling at all, especially in football. Um, and it's, but yes, well, and even the basketball end of it, I was gonna, yeah, out, they, outside of yeah. women's basketball for Stanford. Sure. And those, woof. yeah, cause, cause Stanford, <laughs> Stanford's athletic department as a whole, it's the best in the country. They've won that, uh, Learfield director's cup 25 of the last 26 years. Yeah. Crazy. But they sponsor like 40 sports. Yeah. And guess what? In like 30 of them, they're maybe the best in the country. It's just 30 that don't draw that many eyeballs. The ones that draw eyeballs, football, men's basketball, they're not that great. Right. Right. They're not they're not great in athletics where it matters. Yeah. Which again is kind of ironic when we're talking about highly <laughs> intelligent and mo- motivated yes. people. Like oh, yes. I mean let let's be honest in order to put yourself through that like mm-hmm. academic rigor, like you have to be a motivated individual. Sure. Yeah. So it just it's kind of mind-blowing that it does not somehow some way translate to your athletics as well. It, and it did for a little bit there for Stanford in the first, essentially the first half of the 12 years that Utah's been in that conference. Yeah. Stanford was one of the power brands. Into, mm-hmm. Was it intellectual brutality? Is that the terminology they used? It was their... It was I their, think it was something like that. It was their yeah. moniker because they're like, we're smart, but we're also going to beat, beat the crap out of you. It was Jim Harbaugh. Like, yeah. he, he brought in, we're going to run power eye formations, Toby Gearhart, Andrew Luck. You can think of like some of the great... Um, Christian McCaffrey. Right. Like the, the, they were, that was the poster child for what Stanford was. It's fallen off hard, though. Yeah. And, and they're trying to rebuild it. Troy Taylor, he's got a monumental task in front of him because now he has the transfer portal. They can't really take people at Stanford. They yeah. just, it just academics, yet again. Yeah. Uh, the, the issue with NIL is Stanford, do they have a bunch of alums who are willing to pony up millions of dollars? We're going to find out. It's just there's, there's an interesting conundrum here for a program like Stanford to try and kind of chart their way forward here. Absolutely. I'm, I, it's, it is. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's really interesting. I have a friend that works for the Pac-12 Networks. He also played football at Stanford. Okay. Uh, and one of his comments was, you know, we used to be, outside of Utah, the tough guys in the conference. And we are so soft now. <laughs> like they we they are, got away from are, it. There's we no are doubt. so soft. Yeah. Uh, and it was frustrating, you know, for him to watch mm-hmm. and be like, well now, well now Utah's totally taken yeah. that banner, and and you know what the heck we had the blue the blueprint. All you had to do was follow the blueprint, <laughs> and people started deviating away from yeah. the blueprint. And now you know it is it is what it is again. Um, but I, I yeah I I mean the 
those schools are just, in my mind, in a whole heap of trouble. I don't know what they're going to do. It, well, it sure seems that way because, yeah, just looking at it on its head, it's like there are not many good options for them. I, I with Not without conceding things that you once were staunch, no, we yeah. will not, we do not. You, you refuse to accept UNLV, Boise State, mm-hmm. it's on the basis of, okay, those are commuter schools. Right. We, we don't stoop to that. And guess what? You may be playing them annually in football here pretty quick if, yeah. if things go that way. And it's going to be it, – it, I'm with you. It, it, it's kind of funny. You you were going to be compromising on a lot of things that were, quote, unquote, uncompromisable in your world mm-hmm. before this. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy times. All right. Uh, we will come back on the other side. We'll get into technical fouls coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, just news that came out last night with regards to the Utah football program and the quarterback situation. We'll get into that. Still plenty to come. We are live today at Murdoch uh, Chevrolet here in Woods Cross. Love for you guys to stop by. we got some jazz gear sitting out on the table. we got candy as well. Stop and see their full lineup of vehicles, used and new. Check it all out. We'll be back in a minute. This is uh, the Saturday show on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. You're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet. That's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, office. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. As you heard, it is time now for technical fouls as we kind of recount some of the stuff in the sports world that uh, just people being uh, dumb, I guess is the easiest way to say it. And, uh, Michelle, I want you to start with yours because you are an expert in this topic. So please, fire away. I am. I, I am going to be our resident <laughs> expert in failed alliances. From here forth, I yeah. want that as part of my title. We can do that. Yes. I am not only the Utah Utes insider; I am the expert oh. on failed alliances. So, failed alliance expert, F A E. I like that. We can, <laughs> we can add that to your title. Yes. 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 Uh, so. Headline here from Deadspin, the latest league to try and compete with the NFL is already doomed. The hiring of Art Bryles and Nick Rolovich, yeah, no kidding, uh, as head coaches show the IFA cannot be taken seriously. Um, So this is uh, the International Football Alliance, which is designed to be a professional league with half American and Mexican teams, has announced Art Bryles as the head coach of its Dallas-based franchise. To double down on the stupidity, ESPN reported Nick Rolovich is in talks to coach one of the other teams in the league. If both those teams being associated with those coaches don't make you cringe, let me explain why you should. Uh, uh, So, I mean, I I think we're all very well aware of of the who's and the what's and the how's Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of both of those coaches. Correct. uh, yeah, they're they're just both coaches that have proven they're they're not good at accountability, which is like a huge part of being a head coach. Yeah. And uh yeah, when you're starting up a league, like I don't know if y'all know this, but starting up a league from the ground it's kind of hard. Like you need to have like very dedicated on top of it people mm-hmm. and uh the, neither of them fall within that realm. So yeah, I don't give this a lot of hope. Well, okay. Did they just like 
listen to Brett Yormark say we want to play football in Mexico and say, hey, that's a genius idea. You know what we're going to do? We're going to steal the Big 12's <laughs> idea. We're going to beat them in there. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I'm, now I'm thinking I probably should get my passport updated. <laughs> I actually just had to do mine not too long ago. It's <laughs> it's taken a lot longer than it typically takes, Michelle, so get on that if you if you plan on going international anytime soon. Well, I mean, Big 12 might mate me. I know. That's the thing. We may have to. All right. Uh, so Sarah had one as well. Sarah, what do you got for us this week? So mine happened a little earlier. It was, Mm -hmm. if you guys didn't see it, there was a big fight that broke out during the White Sox-Guardians game earlier this week. Yep. Um, Jose Ramirez, yeah. Yeah, Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Um, Ramirez slid into second um, and was um, called safe. And Tim Anderson, I guess, shared some disrespecting words about the game. And Ramirez was sick of it because he had been doing it all game, apparently. And they got into a fist fight, and Ramirez landed a pretty good shot on Tim Anderson. And now they're both suspended, I think, for multiple games. It's just kind of ridiculous. I'm like, just walk away. Be the bigger person. Just walk away. Well, and the thing about it was, is Tim Anderson, remember the Jordan Clarkson thing last year when he got in that fighting stance a couple of times during the NBA season? Oh, yeah. Well, Tim Anderson did the exact same thing. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're like, thinking he's, like, going to fight. And Jose Ramirez is like, all right, you, you want to be about that life? Let's do this thing. Oh, and boy. Anderson tries to sw- swing some haymakers, and then you just see Ramirez just reach out with a right hook and just catch him on the jaw, and down goes Anderson. It was like, yeah. oh, TKO, we're done. <laughs> and over. Yeah, they got, I think uh, they both got like six-game suspensions, if I'm not mistaken. Their managers oh both gosh. got suspended in this. It, obviously, the bench is cleared, et cetera, but crazy, crazy scene. Yeah, it was a mess. And T- like. Tim Ander- yeah, Tim Anderson comes off as looking like a fake tough guy. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and apparently, yeah, he insinuated everything, like, initiate everything. Jose says he even, like, was said, like, something along the lines of, like, you want to fight. And he was like, I was just <laughs> defending myself. And I was like, dude, you could have just walked away. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, no doubt. Um, real quick, a couple things on the on the sports wagering front. Uh, so we had Hunter Deckers, the Iowa State starting quarterback. He's been caught up in a pro by the state of Iowa in terms of wagering on games. Well, guess what? Now more Iowa State and Iowa players have come under criminal investigation. They tried to hide all this through like their family members, essentially, mm-hmm. and do this. Well, their starting running back for Iowa State uh, is Jarrell Brock. He's now under investigation. So Iowa State could have their starting quarterback and running back uh, suspended for well, it could be some pretty significant time on that front. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of figure this out. But there was one guy who apparently, I think was an Iowa State player, who bet the under on a game, then scored a touchdown in said game. Like, they're, they're betting on their own games. This is the thing. Like, it's verboten. You can't do that type of stuff. And it's just a, it's a bad, bad look. Uh, and then also, did you see the story about uh, Phil Mickelson? No. So a gambler uh, wrote, a, wrote a memoir of him uh, who said that he served as Phil's essentially bookie for, for a time in the early 2010s. And he apparently has bet over 30 years close to uh, or north of $1 billion yeah. in sports wagers and has <gasps> lost somewhere around $100 million in that time, according to, the, to this memoir. Okay, grief. Uh, yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's just it's an interesting situation that uh, he's and he's made a lot of money. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. And he's making plenty of money from Live as well. He apparently got two hundred million dollars from the Live tour to go play there. But just gambling quite a bit. And to his credit, he has acknowledged he's had an issue in the past and he's gone to therapy for it and whatnot. Uh-huh. But still, that's a lot of money. Oh man, <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Can you imagine like 
100 million, you know. It, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even register. No, I can't. Like, I want to be that person. I think we all want to be that person. <laughs> Just incredible. Like, to bet $1 billion in and of itself over three decades is just an incredible number to me. Just, wow. Just, yeah, I I don't know. It, it, it was absolutely nuts uh, to think that, but it's kind of the situation we find ourselves in here as, as sports wagering and gambling kind of proliferates around the country. So mm-hmm. crazy times all the way around in technical fouls this week. All right, uh, let's welcome in Lindsay. He is the sales manager here at Murdoch Chevrolet. And uh, Lindsay, you got $100 million lying around that you can, you know, just up and watch go into the wind? I, I'm i with what was previously said. I would like to be that person. I think we <laughs> all at least like, have that. Right? Yeah. Have the option. <laughs> yeah. Think about that, yeah. To be able to have wagered a billion dollars over 30 years. Just, hey, I, wanted, I want 10 bucks. Like, he's not even just 10 bucks. Like, he's doing like 100 thousand dollar bets it's just an insane number i get nervous when someone wants to bet me lunch right right <laughs> i think we all do that's the thing about this uh but the one thing and i'm, I'm gonna pivot here and use a really bad pun the one thing you don't have to bet on is coming here to murdoch they'll take care of you absolutely they they absolutely will take care of you we we treat people like family you walk through the doors any given time when you're here there's a really good chance you're going to see one of the murdochs mm-hmm. and they never that walk around, pride themselves no, that, yeah. hey, look, I'm the owner and stuff. They're just one of the guys. They're not that, in their highfalutin office up on the nope, second floor. They, they're always walking around and, and treating people with uh, respect, treat us with respect. So it's a fun environment, fun uh, place to work for. Now, I so currently, what is your favorite Chevy model of all of them like, in terms of across the entire lineup right now? I, I'm a I'm a truck guy. You're a truck I, guy. I drive a Silverado. Is, is it, there's, so. there's, there's the Trail Boss right over here, right behind us. Is the, it, the Trail Boss. It's not a Trail Boss, but it's uh, it's close. But right now, one of the trucks that I think Chevy just hit out the the park with is the new ZR2. Okay. Half ton, fifteen hundred. Every time we have one of those in, they just kind of fly out of it's here. It's gone. Or people <laughs> put deposits on before it even hits the hits the showroom. Now, so. how is the um, – because there's a lot of people that have been through the – with the pandemic and everything, there was a lot of supply chain issues. How, in terms of delivering, ordering, like how, how is that situation going for you guys here at Murdoch? Well, it, it's going very well. A lot of people will come in an order, but uh, if you come down here, you'll probably see upwards of, of 20 – trucks on our lot. I saw plenty of them sitting right out now. there. Yeah. There, there's plenty of HDs. There's plenty of uh, 1500s. And so it's uh, it's loosened up quite a bit mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. People can come in and order as well. That uh, That's loosened up. It's no no more really mentioning to people yeah, <laughs> of how long it's going to be. So yeah, we're, we're starting to get back into kind of a little bit of normalization as far as that's concerned. So we'd like to hear. You guys have the 90, so 97 years in business with Murdoch Chevrolet. It's the 97th anniversary sales special. What do you guys got going on with that? Well, right now you can get up to $7,000 off on half-ton Silverados. Sweet. Okay. We love taking trades with people. We're, we're offering strong numbers on trades. We always like to keep our used car inventory up. Certainly, we're always going to take care of the educator, the military, sure. first responders, people like that. We we love to love to work with them as well as everybody. But yeah, you've got some 
you've got some deals, kind of the deals of the past that are going on right now with, with up to $7,000 off on those half tons. Think about that. 97 years in business, folks. I mean, a 100-year anniversary here pretty quick, it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. You guys already planning for that, by the way? Is that like... <laughs> there, we got marketing people are always planning. <laughs> they're always planning. I'm sure, I'm sure they've got something really big cooked up for that because 100 years in business, that's an incredible number. Yep. So, yep. Uh, Lindsay, we'll talk with you as the show progresses here. But, yeah, stop by right next to Woods Cross High School. You cannot miss it. It's Murdoch Chevrolet here in Woods Cross. More in a moment, 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.